true that Mr. Hanley's been on the air for 300 years? Don't be silly, dear. It only seems like 300 years. <laughs> Actually, it's a case of... Ladies and gentlemen, for the 300th time, Itma. He's been that man since one ninety nine. Maybe Mrs. Handley's song in the years to come is guilty. At ninety three, maybe still be that man. Good morning. Yes, this is the hall. Yes, Henry Hall, the tramp's guest house. Matron speaking. Yes, I have the very man. You want him right away? I'll see that he's there. Good morning. Warden, send in number 300, Handley, T. If I could find him. Has he packed up that building job? He lasted one day. Lummy, a record. I'll try and track him down, miss. Oh, what a sad thing it is. Poor Mr. Handley, after all I've tried to do for him, and where has it got him? <laughs> Good heavens. That's him standing in the gutter. Mr. Handler, why are you playing a tin whistle? Well, I've got the wrong shaped legs for a cello. <laughs> Hello, folks. Uh, for an encore, I will play a Russian military news step entitled The Army of Today's All Left. <laughs> Mr. Handley, come in here at once. Ah, the voice of the turtle. <laughs> All right, ducks. <laughs> Good morning, Hutch. What's on the agenda today and no vetoes? Mr. Handley, last week you placed me in an awkward position. I'm sorry, Hutch. I locked the wrong door. <laughs> uh, never mind. I'll turn over a new leaf, as the model said to the sculptor. Now, um... What is, what is this job? Night watchman at the waxworks. Wax night at the watchworks? <laughs> What, me? Spend all night with Crippen and Stuart MacPherson? <laughs> Not blinking lightly. Now take this card and go to the waxworks and report at the door marked push. Got that? Which door? The door marked push. Understand? Oh, yes. I must report at the door marked push, the door marked push, the door marked push. I must report at the door marked push and not at the door marked pull. <laughs> then I'll go to the door marked rubbish. Door marked rubbish. Door marked... <laughs> Mr. Handley... Will you be serious? I am serious. And what's more, as I sit through the long watches of the night, I should pretend you're there amongst the whack figures of famous women. Oh, Thomas, and what will you do? I'll put an arm round your waist and a hot water bottle down your back. Hot water bottle? Yes, then you'll either melt in my arms or run away under the door. Oh! <laughs> night watchman of the waxworks. What fun I'll have. I'll go up to the brides in the bath and let the water out. <laughs> and then... Uh... Then I'll glue a moustache on Lady Godiva's horse. That'll give them something to talk about. Well, I must get going now. Oh, what a wonderful day for buying 150 candles twice. Now, I wonder what a bus I should take. Oh, pardon me, Inspector. Uh, what bus for the waxworks? I'm sorry, I don't know. Well, which way do they go? I'm sorry, I don't know. Well, they seem to go every way, don't they? Yes, that makes it worse. Why are you speaking like that? Have you lost your voice? No. Then why are you talking in a whisper? I don't want them to know. To know what? 
that I'd lost my sense of direction! Lost his sense of direction, eh? Why don't they make him Minister of Labour? <laughs> well, I'll just take a chance. Ah, oh, here's a bus coming. I wonder if this goes to Marylebone. Well, hey, conductor, where does this bus go to? Electrical orders, Anglo-Lowell's I beg your pardon? I said, we go a little for the critical world, the I wish you'd rinse that sago pudding out of your mouth. <laughs> Tell me if this bus goes to Maribyrnong. Really? I said, does this bus go to Maribyrnong? I'm doing it. Now, who's got sago pudding in his mouth? Listen, for Melbourne, you want a Pulley bus? For number of them, Pulley bus? For thank you, Melbourne. I'll have to walk. Uh, which way to the waxworks, madam? Disgraceful. A great big hulking brute like you wasting your time at the waxworks. But, madam... In the I... middle of the production drive, too. <laughs> Down, Nupsy. Well, <laughs> thank you. If it isn't my old friend... Things have got to such a pitch that we married women will all have to work. And if I have to go, what do you imagine my poor husband will do? <laughs> Drown, Nupsy. <laughs> Fancy meeting her. Well, she hasn't changed much. The dog seems older, though. <laughs> I'm sure he's suffering from fallen pads. <laughs> well, now I must look for the door marked push. Ah, this is it. And here we are. Hello, what's this group? Oh, King John signing the Magna Carta at Runnymede. Rum and Mead, sir. I don't mind if I do. Hello, Colonel. <laughs> what are you doing gazing at that figure of Bonnie Prince Charlie? He's not the man who invented whiskey? Then he's no right here, sir. Oh, well, if it comes to that, what are you doing here? Well, sir, I've thought of a way of getting a drink without creep knowing. So I come to the waxworks, go down to the Chamber of Horrors, faint with fear, and get a drop of brandy on the house. (laughs) Well, uh, have you tried it? Yes, sir, but it didn't work. Well, why not? Well, you see, every time I fell down, an interfering attendant picked me up, dusted me, and said... The mice have been at his feet again. <laughs> wow. Poor old girl. Well, you better not let Creep catch you at it. Little does he know that I'm here disguised as a sleeping beauty. <laughs> well, Colonel, now, this is more in your line, the sleeping beauty. Now, just put a penny in and she becomes the heaving Judy. I'm, uh, I'm afraid I haven't got a penny, sir. We'll try this crown cork. Crown cork. I'll put in the penny. I'll put it in. Hey, while she's waking up. Look, her mouth is opening. She's going to say something. <laughs> Sorry. That was the, uh... That was a creeping beauty. I didn't know Creep was married. You know, there's something rum about this place. Rum, sir. I think I'll go and find out where it is. Good day, sir. Good day, Carl. Well, he went out as quick as a common informer who's just heard of a Sunday variety show. Young man. Eh? Could you tell me if the figures are um, completely closed? Well, how do you mean? I mean, do they, in addition to their exterior attire, do they, I mean, underneath? Oh, yes, yes, of course. We change them every week. We've got to. <laughs> got to? Well, you see, last week we found that Richard Curdy Leon had got so rusty underneath that when we lifted up his arms, down came his tin trunks. Oh, thank you. 
Not at all, you dirty old woman. Go away now. <laughs> well, this is interesting. Now, look at the tableau there. Queen Bess and Raleigh offering his cloak. I wonder what he's saying to her. Now, now, don't dilly-dally. Give us that cloak. The cleaners close at six o'clock. Come, come. <laughs> really? Really, Charlie? Come, come, Raleigh. Now, what can this group represent? It's marked the Burgers of Calais. Well, I'm not arguing about that. <laughs> you will have your little joke, Mr. Handley. We're the choir. Oh, yes. La, da, 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 da. I thought you were going to do that, but what are you doing here? <laughs> well, as this is such a great day for you, we thought we'd serenade you and the other great figures of the past. Eh? All right. Well, get going, then. down. Why, it's Gladstone. Now, I wonder what it was he said in 1888. Yeah, Cook, could you do with a pair of Soskins? So... <laughs> oh, it's you again, is it? What are you doing in the waxworks? I work this joint out of about a dozen finicky pins. Finicky pins? <laughs> yes, they smells like quangos, only more so. Quangos? Yes, and I'll tell you what, 
Oh, you know, chuck it a dozen phlegm, boys. He's at it again. I must put a stop to this. Uh, you haven't by any chance got a few uh, frog benders? Frog benders? Yes, you know, they got mushrooms on the dizzy days. <laughs> oh, don't get your cuff. Oh, you're no use. Go down and see Chilman at the canny. Canny? Of course he can. He's always doing it. Now, go on. <laughs> Trying to catch me. Me, the man who caught measles when you couldn't get them for love and the money. <laughs> Our another old friend, King Alfred. Why, somebody's pinched his cakes. I wonder who it was. It was me. <laughs> Hello. Well, Sophie Tuckshot, fancy you're even eating wax cakes now. Well, only one. Only one, eh? Well, how did you keep it down? I didn't. But I'm all right now. I see. <laughs> Would you like a sausage roll? No, thank you. I've just had lunch with a Scotty. Oh. Did you have haggis? No, just a handful of biscuits and a rubber bone. <laughs> but I'm all right now. <laughs> I suppose you came here to study history. Well, who's your favorite character? Henry VIII. He ate such a lot. And with his fingers. Aren't you thinking of Charles Lawton? <laughs> well, I bet you'd have liked to have lived in those days. Oh, yes. I'd have stood behind him and caught the bits he threw away. I see. Over his shoulder comes Scraggen. <laughs> Over his shoulder comes Dump. Please. Are you still there, Sophie? Yes. I had a lovely dream last night. I dreamt the bed was made of marzipan, and the mattress was marshmallow, and the sheets were jelly, and the pillows embroidered with lovely sugar violets. Stop! Once more, we halt the roar of Sophie's tuck shop to tell you of some of the interesting things that are in tune tonight. Carry on, Bicarb! She's gone, and by the look of it, only just in time. You waiter, bring me a pot of tea in the Times. Pot of tea in the Times? What are you talking about? Go on, look sharp. I'll be in the library. Oh, just a minute, chum. Chum, what is this place coming to? And that jockey, how did he get in? He's not a member. A member? What are you talking about? This club. This isn't your club. Can't you see that none of these figures are alive? Oh, it's the Athenaeum. Yeah. My mistake. <laughs> Wrong club. Oh, pardon me, madam. Uh, what's at the bottom of these stairs? The place where they make muggles and murderers. <laughs> That's a familiar boy. Oh, it's you, Mona. How did you get a job here? Influencer. I got a brother in the Chamber of Horrors. <laughs> oh, a proper bad lot, eh? What's he in for, singing the woodpecker song? No, sir. It's his job. He's the ticket collector. Oh, well, what made him choose this place? Oh, sir. He's always been keen on anything gruesome, sir. If there's one thing he likes of a Sunday, it's a nice gory murder in the paper and pilchers in tomato sauce. Well, I'm different. All I want is bacon and bigamy. But, um, what were you doing when I came in? Just daydreaming, sir. Oh? You see, Little took me to the country last weekend. We had to stay the night in a bungalow with a leaky roof. Oh, how awful. Oh, it wasn't so bad, sir. Until the tank in the attic burst. Before you could say Robinson Crusoe, the room was full of water. Well, couldn't you have caught it in something? No, sir. Everything was afloat, including the bed. Well, wasn't Little upset? Oh, he was all right, sir. You see, he got a bit merry coming down. And when he saw me in the water, he said, Lummy, Miranda the mermaid. <laughs> and I had to sit on the whatnot all night, combing the air. Dear, dear, well... What happened next? Well, Little started rowing the bed round the room, shouting, Any more for the skylark? <laughs> then somebody opened the bungalow door and he went sailing down the garden path. 
And I've nerved from him since. <laughs> Has Tom Arnold seen this production? <laughs> well, Mona, what have we got to say about my 300th birthday? Awesome. I made up a little poem for it. Shall I read it? Oh, please do, yes. Right. Roses are red and violets are blue, excepting when it's snowing. But as I say, it's being so cheerful as keeps us going. Oh, well, dear, dear. Thank you, thank you very much, Mona Wheeler-Wilcox. That was very charming. You really think so, sir? You made me so happy. <laughs> oh, I've never been so touched as a man said when his wife hit him on his anniversary with a flat iron. Oh, well, now I'll go and bluff King Hal. Oh, hello, bluff, you old scoundrel, marrying six wives. Why didn't you go on for the dozen? What, me? In my state of health? <laughs> Atlas, what are you doing here all dressed up? Well, it's my new job. They've taken Henry VIII downstairs to have his eyes polished, and I'm taking his place for a day. Why, well, how do you manage to stand so still? Have they starched your tights? No. <laughs> oh, but it's awful standing here for hours. I have to be so careful what I eat. Well, judging by the look that Wolves has given you, you've been eating garlic. <laughs> What's that big lump on your knee? That's a pork pie that slipped down. <laughs> well, don't let the roly-poly get down the other leg. Or you'll be rumbled and talking of rumbling. How's the tummy these days? Oh, my doctor says I'll have to nurse it. You'll never find a cradle big enough to put it in. Besides, you'd want a choir to sing it to sleep. Well, so long, Atlas. I must get on my way. Now, hold everything. Oh, dear. Well, now, I really must go into the Chamber of Horrors. Good heavens, this is worse than I thought. Look at that brutal face with a mop of tousled hair. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever committed murder. What mean, my state of health? <laughs> well, Ray the Ripper. <laughs> Who or what are you and your cutthroats going to do today? Well, remembering all your old Itma friends, Ronald Hanvers arranged dear old pals as a tribute to the whole Itma company, past and present. That's a very long speech, Ray. Has it left you any time for the music? Oh, yes, Tom. All right. Dear old pals. <laughs> Thank you. 
never in the whole of my 300 itmars have I heard such a piece of concentrated cacophony. What's concentrated cacophony? <laughs> so I hit John Snag in the eye with a handful of freeze pudding and ate, what did you say? I said, what's concentrated cacophony? <laughs> Frisbee, Frisbee, Frisbee. <laughs> you come in here looking like the top of an old chutney bottle with the cork out and dare to interrupt me and wrongly too. <laughs> you know, you want to, uh, you want to watch your step or they'll keep you in here. What is a waxwork? Yes. <laughs> oh, they can't do that. I've only got one suit. <laughs> you know, they should have made a model of you as an awful example of congenital incapacity. They wouldn't dare. What do you mean, they wouldn't dare? They wouldn't dare put me in there. Why? Well, then, anyway, if you can't explain one word, why try and flummox me with another? Well, would it be better if I called you a moronic ignoramus? Oh, well, I don't mind that. But... Uh, the other one was a bit insulting, wasn't it? <laughs> now, listen, Frisbee, this is an important day to me. Oh, it's an important day for me, too. Oh, Why? Well, me sister's going into corduroy trousers. She likes the noise they make when she walks. What? Noise? What, what sort of a noise? Well, it's a kind of concentrated cacophony. Well, that fellow Frisbee's getting me down. I'll have to cut out the big words and use little ones. A huge little one, sir. Wonderful. Hello, girl. I'm almost glad to see you. I've had a very trying day. With me, sir, every day is a trying day. Oh? I'm always trying to get a drink. But for once, I think I know where the bottle's buried. Come with me, sir. I certainly will, Colonel. Hello, here's a door I haven't been through for years. It's marked the hall of Itmar's past. Well, let's go in, Colonel, shall we? Certainly. Well, I seem to know all these figures. They look like old friends. My goodness, they are old friends. My old pals of ten years, Itmar. Ah, I know this one. Black coat, black hat and a white liver. This is form speaking. Wow. Well, I'll go back to Bristol. What a strong smell of arsenic and old camels. You know, I've got a feeling that this is the point when somebody tries to sell me something. Excuse, please, mister... You buy very saucy postcard. Very funny. Oh, lummy. <laughs> dear old, dear old alley-oop, still peddling along. No, I don't want anything today. No postcard, mister? Pity. All right. I go. I come back. Another salesman, I bet. Good morning. Good morning. Nice day. No. Any helicopters, motor cars, or washing machines? Oh, yes, please. You can't have them. They're only for export. Oh, well, what have you come here for, then? So that I can call again. Good morning. Good morning. Nice day. Ah, <laughs> well, I recognize this guy with the earrings and a blonde on an ice cream cart. Mr. And bar to see you, I am delightful. <laughs> Senior Soso, well, well, well. Tell me, how are things in Gorgonzola? They are more than too good. They are not enough. 
but tonight I'm as happy as a sandbag. <laughs> yes, this is the greatest movement of my life. What have you... I see, well, what have you been doing since I saw you last? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Good morning, how are you? As if I cared... It's Sanford Fecken, the biggest aberystwyth in the world. <laughs> what have you come for? Oh, I've come from my village in Wales, and we all tell each other you are wonderful, but you can't believe a word we say. <laughs> hey, boss. Yes? Boss, something terrible's happened. Sam. Well, Sam. You look as neat as an American food parcel. You do, really. <laughs> well, what's terrible? Well, boss... The celebration of the centenary signifies the stupendous ceremonial splendor of the semi sister family sensationalism. Well, well, same pattern, same shirt. I didn't... <laughs> Come on, Sam. I say it's come over dark. No, it hasn't. It's a swarm of licorice all sorts or something. Well, bigger banger with a new silk hat and beautifully creased legs. Well, well. How are you, you old scoundrel? What? My puppy, he say, when you do come back to Tomtopia, Big Chief Income Tax wait for you. Oh, thank you, Bangelair. <laughs> I think she looks charming with that bracelet round her ankle. <laughs> Can I do you now, sir? <laughs> Dear old Mrs. Mott, well, you do look well. You know, my dado's never been the same since you dusted it last. <laughs> I've brought this for you, sir. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, what is it? It's a special birthday cake made out of me head. <laughs> All right, I'll put a bonnet on before I eat it. <laughs> well, goodbye, lovey. T-T-F-N. N-C-T-W-W-A-S-B-E. What's that, sir? Never clean the window with a soft-boiled egg. <laughs> well, it is nice to see the old pals again. everybody for your superabundant spontaneity. What superabundant spontaneity? Oh, this is too much. This time you've had it. Frizz, take that. been listening to Tommy Handley in the 300th edition of Itmar, with Jack Train, Diana Morrison, Hugh Morton, Fred Yule, Derek Guider, Joan Harbin, and Hattie Jakes. The guests were Dorothy Summers, Lynn Joyce, Horace Percival, Sidney Keith, Dino Galvani, and Clarence Wright. Handley's Curbside Choristers, directed by George Mitchell, the Augmented Variety Orchestra leader, George Deason, conducted by Ray Jenkins. Script by Ted Kavanagh, produced by Francis Worsley. Thank <laughs> you.